the buzz. Raj has one. So does Ava. Now you're itching to get your hands on one too. Only one teensy weensy problem. All the stores are sold out. Not even your favorite YouTuber can get his hands on one. Some people say kids in Japan were doing it first, but others are sure they saw it pop up in Sweden ages ago. But wherever it came from, there's no denying that it's on everybody's wish list. Especially now that the news is reporting stories about parents fighting over them in malls. Even your grandma says she wants to give it a whirl. Yippee! I had to kick out some customers last week. A restaurant owner recently told a TV reporter. The people kept flinging them around the room. And these were adults. Somebody's going to lose an eye. Or worse. Now a brand new industry is springing up attempting to cash in on the craze. You can buy accessories, game apps, and even fake fur clothing to keep them warm in cold weather. Sure, some experts, they're skeptical, but they're here to stay. They serve no purpose. None. They even taste bad, some of them say. I give it another couple of months. Until the next hot thing comes along. So, can you guess which fad this is? You know what? It doesn't matter. Nearly every craze, fad, rage, or obsession follows a similar pattern that lifts it from obscurity and slingshots it to stardom. And that's exactly what we explore in this podcast. Fads. How they work, who they impact, and why we get caught up in the hoopla. Today we're going to look at two fads. Pokemon Go and Hobble Skirts. I'm Kira Vermont, kids author, journalist, and experienced alligator dentist. Okay, that's a lie, but here's the truth. You are listening to The Buzz, Kids Edition, based on my book, Trending, How and Why Stuff Gets Popular, illustrated by Clayton Hanmer. This book is for kids 8 to 12, but if you're a little younger or even a lot older, you'll probably enjoy it too. Oh my gosh, monsters. Okay, relax. It's just pretend. Virtual pocket monsters we're talking about. You know, the kind located at GPS locations across the globe. Okay, here's the story. was 2016, what some people called the summer of Pokemon Go. In early July of that year, millions of people downloaded an app based on a popular Japanese 1990s trading card game. Soon everybody was wandering around neighborhoods, parks and city streets, looking for ways to find virtual monsters and catch them all with their phones. The game was so hot, it spread around the world in a matter of days.
Although Pokemon Go was tons of fun and got kids and adults outside for plenty of sunshine and exercise, there were negative side effects too. For instance, hundreds of people would suddenly show up at a single location to capture Squirtles and Charizards. This was a real problem at some already busy locations. Gamers were trampling park flower beds, littering, and causing lots of confusion. Officials worried about safety. Some players were even trying to capture digital monsters while driving, running into traffic, or during funerals at cemeteries. One New Zealand coffee barista quit his job to play the game full-time. Pokemon gave me the chance to live my dream, he was reported to say at the time. Eventually, city governments decided they had to step in. Toronto asked the game developer to move digital Pokestops away from its busy downtown ferry terminal. The state of Illinois looked into ways to handle similar problems with heavy foot traffic destroying rare plant life in Chicago's conservation areas. Who was responsible for the mess? The game company or the litterbug players? It was an important legal question at the time. Then, nearly as quickly as the fad started, Pokemon's popularity dropped. By the end of August, when many kids head back to school, the red-hot game flamed out. So what does it all mean? Well, the Pokemon Go fad is a perfect example of what happens when something takes off at lightning speed. In fact, just days after its launch, news headlines predicted, Pokemon Go fad will be gone by Christmas. They were right. At its peak, there were 28.5 million users in the United States alone. By the end of 2016, only 5 million players were still trying to catch them all. Here's what we know about fads. A flash-in-the-pan craze can actually become too popular for its own good. That's what some U.S. and Spanish researchers discovered in 2009 when they looked at how fads work. The rise and fall of a fad actually mirror each other. If something takes off like a shot, which happens more often in the internet age, by the way, it's more likely to crash and burn quickly, too. The flip side is true as well. Something that takes a while to become popular is likely to remain popular longer. So sure, you might dream that a game that you invent or a song, book, or movie script you write becomes an overnight sensation. But hold your horses. If you want it to last, just hope it doesn't become too popular too quickly. Slow and steady is the key to long-lasting success. So, if you listened to the first episode, you know that all fads and crazes have a beginning, middle, and an end. And the Pokemon Go story shows the faster a fad takes off, the faster it falls. But what draws our attention to a game, food, song, or piece of clothing in the first place? Sometimes, it's because it's weird. Different. Eye-catching. Like hobble skirts. (laughs) 
It's 1910 and you are so excited. Today is the high school dance and you are so going to wear your brand new outfit and make everyone else positively green with envy. No more cumbersome floor scraping skirts for you. Oh no, you just spent all of your money on your very own hobble skirt. Who could blame women for wanting to try out the newest fashion fad? The hobble skirt was a slim, fitted skirt that hit above the ankles. It probably felt fresh and modern, especially after years of wearing heavy, long fabrics, bustles, and petticoats. Not only did the tight-fitted hobble skirt show off the shape of the leg, there wasn't a slit at the bottom to make it easier to walk in. So the skirt made women teeter around in a funny, wiggling way that I guess some people thought looked kind of attractive. What? Hey, I hear ya. And it's hard to overlook the fact that these impractical skirts made it difficult to do things as simple as running or climbing stairs. Imagine walking with an elastic band around your calves. Why would anyone want to do that? For a fad to catch on, people have to notice an item and feel drawn to it. Women began to see hobble skirts in magazine ads and catalogs, and the skirts caught their attention. Why? Because they were different. It turns out that nothing makes our brains happier than being presented with something weird or new. In fact, seeking out and paying attention to new things is hardwired right into our brains. Some researchers think that we feel better and happier when we're outside because everything around us is different and changing all the time. The leaves are quivering, the clouds are moving, the grass is swaying. What's more, science experiments reveal that when people are shown pictures of oddball things they've never seen before, an area in the middle of the brain lights up. Then a reward chemical called dopamine is released, which is a message from the brain telling us that the new thing could make us feel good. Suddenly we perk up and think, I want. We're probably not even aware it's happening. Of course, there are other more emotional reasons people quickly jump on the bandwagon and forget common sense in order to be fashionable. Human beings, like dogs, dolphins, and monkeys, are social mammals. And as such, we want to be connected and belong, have status and feel important. And this is what we fear, being out of date or being seen as an outsider. If you ever feel this way, you're definitely not alone. I get it. Research shows that adults buy into trends to impress other people. We call this keeping up with the Joneses. But kids generally follow fads for a different reason they want to fit in. That's understandable. Nobody wants to be left out. But before you chase the next fashion craze, ask yourself if new clothes, especially ones that make you look kind of silly, like, I don't know, hobble skirts, will actually give you the connection to other people that you crave. What else could give you that sense? What do you think? You've been listening to The Buzz, Kids Edition. If you want to know more about fads and how they go viral, pick up my new book, Trending, How and Why Stuff Gets Popular, for readers age 8 to 12, by me, Kira Vermont. 
and illustrated by the wildly talented Clayton Hanmer. It's full of stories about what makes a fad a fad, a trend a trend, and the surprising reasons we follow the herd in the first place. You can request trending from your local independent bookstore like Moonbeam Books in Toronto, Canada, or find it online at Indigo, Amazon, shop.owlkids.com, or wherever you buy the books you love. I'd like to thank David Carpenter and Nadia Vermont for lending their voice acting skills, Rob McLean and Don Matheson for technical guidance, and Allison McLaughlin at Owl Kids. By the way, if you'd like to see me and Clayton present at your school or library via Zoom during these weird COVID times, reach out to us. We have a live drawing presentation all set and ready to roll. It's just like it sounds. I talk, Clayton draws, and we do it all on your screen. You'll find contact information at my website, kiravermonkids.com. Now, look out for the next episode of The Buzz, because we're going to explore... Scary, scary stuffed animals. Stay safe out there.